welcome. It's good to serve the Lord. It's good to tie yourself to the great God, our selfless God, our loving God, and our good God, who by his own self, not because somebody forced him, decided to love you and me. He called us by our names and we responded. And he gave us an inheritance. An inheritance that the son uses blood to purchase for you. We are in a turbulent world, a world that seems to know no peace. Peace without and peace within. Everywhere seems to be as if nobody's controlling anything. But God is still in charge. He assured us never to be afraid. And he said it many times. At least anybody that he met in the Bible, this is one of the assurance he gives to them. That don't be afraid or do not fear. He knows that anything that is not familiar with the mind of man could create fear. So anytime God appears, because the people have never seen him before, the natural thing is to fear. Because you don't know what God is going to do. You know, he has two sides. The side where he's merciful and the side that can judge. There are other situations that poses challenges to us. Eminent destruction or something that you think can destroy you, create fear. And in all this, God will set in and speak. Fear not. If somebody says fear not, it means that fear is coming. If there's no fear coming, why would they ask you not to fear? There are things that will try to create fear in your life. And that is why God will always tell us not to be afraid. At least throughout the week, there is one thing that could create fear in your life. Sometimes it's a message you hear. Sometimes it's things you see. Sometimes it's what the mind calculates and tells you. Sometimes what your body tells you. They all add up to bring out what is called fear. You see somebody, I met somebody who worked, got a very good job. Well paid. That if I got that job, I know I'll be good. <laughs> when he mentioned the money he's taking, I said, hey, so people take money in this way like that. So I thought this person have no fear. I saw that his fear was more than mine. Bigger fear. I said, ah. He said, I'm afraid that if I lose this job, what will I do? So there is fear everywhere. So God is telling us, don't be afraid. I'll read some scriptures, Isaiah chapter 7 verse 4. And say to him, take heed and be quiet. Do not what? Or be what? 
faint-hearted. For these two stop of smoking firebrand, for the fierce anger of raising and Syria, and the son of Ramalia. So when certain things meet you, you look at them, you see the smoke from their nose, you assess them, look at your strength, and you find out this is not a match to me. This is when God wants to come in. Anytime you face a situation which is too difficult for you, which you cannot overcome, God wants to set in and fight uh, your battle for you. Anyone God called at his fears, sometimes I cannot even understand Elijah. Ah, why should this man fear? Someone told him that his head will be out of his neck. And this is not the king. This is after he showed forth one of the greatest powers a man can show on earth here. Defeated hundreds of Baal prophets. Brought fire from heaven. Brought rain from heaven. And all this miracle happened. And an army was sent to go and arrest him. And he could stand and called fire, and fire consuming all of them. You've seen all this. God has worked all this through you. Then somebody came, Jezebel. Then Jezebel sent messages to Elijah, saying, so let the gods do to me, and more also, if I do not make your life as a life of the one of them, by tomorrow about this time. And when he saw that, he arose and ran for his life. What will make a man run for his life? Fear. This is the man of God we all revere. One of the greatest prophets we've ever seen in the Bible that exhibited the power of God, raw power, but he's still afraid. He had weight. And you know, Jezebel was the one who imported prophets. She imported prophets into Israel, false prophets into Israel, feeding them, giving them the best places. This was the woman. She was the one who was controlling the nation through the husband. So Elijah knew that this is a powerful woman. He was afraid. Should he be afraid? When you know God can through you bring fire without matches, without anything, to consume offerings. When you know you have a history of sending fire, when soldiers are sent to come and arrest you, and you sit up there, and then when the captain gets close, you say, if I'm a man of God, let fire come and consume you. And truly, just with ease, the fire came. The heaven always fought your battle for you. Why will you be afraid of this? After having great success in ministry, after having great success in life, after praying for a husband and you have now got the husband or the wife, why should you then be afraid? That is the human being. Look at what he said. 
And when he saw that, he rose and ran for his word. And went to Bathsheba, which belonged to Judah, and left his servant there. But he himself went a day's journey in the wilderness and came and sat down under a broom tree. And he prayed that he might die. I don't know what went through his mind. Sometimes the devil can create something in your mind to see the worst scenario. What I quoted is for you to know that no matter how high spiritual you are, you will have your fears. Each and every one of us will meet something he fears. And when you meet your fear, what do you do? What can we do when we meet our fear? And I believe that when you miss something you are afraid, the first thing you must recognize is that God is greater than every situation. See God that what can God do and what can't he do? Compare that God to that situation. He is bigger than your enemy. Greater than your enemy. I like the Psalm 27 verse 1. He says, The Lord is my light and my salvation. Because God is my light, he makes me see things as they are. Sometimes the reason why we are afraid is because we don't see the thing really well. God is my light. If I face any situation, God throws light into it that this is a small thing. He is my light and he's also my word. He's the one that saves me, that will save me. He's my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Every battle you enter, you need some kind of strength to face it. Before you fight a battle, you assess your strength. You assess the weapons you have. Assess the weapon your enemy has. Assess the knowledge you have in the war or whatever you're going to do. Assess your strategy, how you're going to do it. And assess the enemy's one. But he says, all this, the Lord is my strength. He is going to give me the strength to overcome the disease. He is going to give me the strength to overcome the situation. Once you have this assurance that God is your strength, fear diminishes and leaves. Maybe at a point, God may use you. And as you win many battles, sometimes gradually we shift from depending on God than depending on our skill and our strength. So we say, oh, this one, when I met Jesus, this is what I did. It happened. Oh, I won it. This one, I did it. I passed it. And you begin to line up your successes in life. Sometimes the success of a person can also be the very thing that will cause him down, depending on how you handle it. Sometimes the success of somebody's business can even destroy that business itself. Sometimes people get so big that they think that they have succeeded. So the way they humble themselves what they did to get there, they stopped doing it. They said, I have arrived. And there are other people who are doing the same thing. And they are coming. They are coming. They are coming. Why you think I'm on top? And before you realize, they've come to meet you. And when they come to meet you, especially in this area of our world, you don't want somebody to overtake you. 
So when he's going to overtake you, what do you do? Pull him down. And I don't understand this. Why should somebody's success affect yours? If you want to go up, go up. If you stop going up and somebody is coming, you want to bring him down. In fact, if you see people coming, it should encourage us to work harder, to believe God more, so that we can also move to the next level. But sometimes because we compare ourselves to people, and Paul called it not wise, because where I am going, my destiny is different from your destiny. Why do you chase me? So concentrate on yours. Look at your journey. Strategize how you will walk your journey. If you need A, B, C, D, look at it. It is this that will take me to the end of my journey. Don't look at people's soup and begin to prepare your own soup too. You don't know what is in her freezer and <laughs> in his fridge. So don't just be looking at people and just be copying people running. You want to pull him because he's run too far. You can't run. You hold his shirt and pull him. Okay, be pulling him. I think the greatest thing in life is finding what God wants you to do. Find out what God wants you to do. Once you find what God wants you to do, just focus on what God wants you to do. People may change. Maybe the strategy may change. Maybe the where things may come to change, but it is still the same destination. Sometimes it is a bike at a certain point is food used to walk to the place. Then a bicycle come. Uh, you may need a bicycle, then a motor, then a car. But still, it's the same place you are going. The vehicles may change at times, but you have a destination. So the vehicle doesn't determine where you are going. You determine where you are going and vehicle is provided. Along the line, if you find a better vehicle, you join it until you get to that place. That's how life is. Or else, you develop heart problem. Anybody who is making it, you become nervous. That's something that I don't even like our school system. The moment you put people first, second, third, fourth, fifth down, you are bringing some kind of competition. You don't know the kind of brain they have. I said, for me, I don't like it. I like fair, good, this, that. You get it? You can do better. I don't like even say bad. So my prayer for you is that you will find the will of God so that you can do it. When Paul met Jesus in the road of Damascus, when he was struck down, you know what he asked? He asked for the purpose for his life. He asked, what do you want me to do? I thought he would begin to ask of some hard scripture he doesn't understand. No, 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 no. He just said, I am the one you are persecuting. And he said, what do you want me to do? It's the reason why you hit me down. I might be going to a wrong direction, but what do you want me to do? This question might be asked by every believer. Ask God, what do you want me to do? This question might be answered by all Christians. That what does God want me to do? If you understand this question, you will not be afraid. It applies in every area. If I enter into politics, because God wants me to do this, 
I go there to please God. And I will do it like God will do it. But if it's not, then all my attention will be elections. How I will win power. How I will win my seat. That is your mind. Not what work will I do. So everything we do, we do it because we want to win power. Not because we want to serve the people. Sometimes we pastors, how do we keep our church members so that the offering can be big? Instead of thinking about what God wants to give the people, they are thinking about what money will be raised. So even when programs are made, it is not because you want to bless the people. It's because you want to raise funds. It is not bad to raise funds. It is part of it. But it should not be the objective. The goal should be that God wants to bless his people. And when God blesses people, they are able to give to God. Once God blesses them, and it is God, he won't speak to their heart, and they will give. If people understand God, and they understand the mission and where we are going, you don't need to coerce them. Don't be afraid. Fear not. God shall be your portion. He is greater than any situation or any problem. He told Jeremiah, Jeremiah chapter 1 verse 8, he said, do not be afraid of their faces, for I am with you to deliver you, says the Lord. The Lord is a deliverer. He said, don't look at their faces. If you look at people's faces, you will not speak the truth. He said, tell them, one, because I am with you, two, because I have the power to deliver you. I am your deliverer. And this area of our world, the fear of the spiritual things. Some have genuine fear that there are certain people that can throw spell on them. And truly, some people, they look at you like this, everything is spoiled. And that's the end. Those things, they exist. If anybody they don't exist, it's a lie. They really exist, but greater is he that is in us than the one that is in the world. The real story, I think it was Sunyana or some place. Some guy who thought he could run away from the devil. He works and works hard, works at nothing. Any place he goes, things doesn't work. He said, if I travel to UK, I will make it. That time it was very easy to go to UK. He got to Heathrow. This guy was looking for his passport. Couldn't find passport with his visa in it. So the next available plane, he went back. And he said what annoyed him was that they won't also refund your ticket money to you. He sold everything he had for this trip. So he has nothing when he came back. He decided to go to the village. But he has nothing in Accra. He will be suffering in Accra. He said, even getting the money to his hometown, it was very difficult. So he got to the village. The man, he entered. He says, there's some old lady sitting in front there. Then he used the free language. Mutukwa monkra. Sure. Satellite. <laughs> Call it African satellite. She laughed. It happened. And they're real. 
Very real. There was one who had a program, I think, outside. And a woman was there. That's his son. And I saw a writing. Get this person. Crush him with this car. And it didn't make sense. Sometimes when you are ministering, it doesn't make sense. Even when you are sitting and you are listening, it doesn't make sense to you. So I told him, you have a son. This is the name. How do you know? I said, I've seen that name written. And it was written in Arabic. And that day I could read the Arabic. And this is what it meant. There's a car that's going to pick. And this is the car. He said, that's my car. I said, I've seen it in the car. He said, truly, my boy will be coming down. And my driver will take this car to go and pick. So they searched the car. They couldn't do anything. Eventually, the woman believed me so much, believed me more than I believe myself. <laughs> Took the car to the fitting shop. He said, dismantle everything, look everywhere if you find it. And when they took it, it was behind the dashboard. What I saw was there. They picked it, it was written in Arabic. Gave it to somebody to read exactly what I said. So it's advantageous to move in the spirit. For me, they have been great help. They've saved my life. Saved other people's life. Don't blame God. God revealed it. But you were not in a position to listen and hear. I said this for you to know that I am not condemning that there's no spiritual area. There is, which I believe to. If not, Paul will not say that we don't wrestle against what? Flesh, but we wrestle against what? So there are spiritual forces that exist whether you believe it or not, they still exist. How many of you have seen your heart before? How many of you have seen your intestines before? Do you believe you have some? Have you seen it before? But we all believe we have them. So I believe there is God. I don't only believe there are demons. I also believe there is God. And the contest is between God and the devil. There was a great contest like that. There was a fear that almost gripped Moses. And Moses did all kind of miracles. But those miracles seemed not to yield. We have a stubborn demon that didn't want Israel to go. No matter what a stubborn demon that is creating a problem in your life, don't be afraid. The day they killed the lamb and used the blood on the post, that day was the day of deliverance. You see, what the blood did was to insulate them. It did not take away the trouble in the world. It protected them from what is killing other people. The angel that was killing people, it was doing its work, going to every house, killing every firstborn. But he looked at the blood and saw the future of the death of Christ and said, this people, Christ have died for the people in this house. So he passed over. Anywhere he sees the blood, he passed over. Where there is no blood, he started killing. So I pray that who or whatever have kept you, today you will be separated from what happened to all other people. I pray today, oh God, trusting you to overcome every kind of fear in our life. I pray today, O oh God, 
that each one will know that you are on our side and not against us. If you are for us, who can then be against us? Knowing that you are our salvation, our light that shineth on the path that we walk and that will bring confidence in us instead of fear. I pray, O oh God, that we all understand that you are on our side. That if you are with us, who can be against us? I pray, O oh God, the understanding of you on our side, let every fear vanish. When we know you are with us, when we know we are in the center of your will, we are not afraid. I pray, oh God, and cast away every fear of failure in life, every fear in the name of Jesus. You have given us the spirit of boldness. May we stand in this boldness. May the spirit of fear be cast away as we face this well with faith in our heart. Oh Lord, I thank you. If anyone is sick, I pray for divine healing. I command the devil to take your hands off from the life of your people in the name of Jesus. Satanic forces that come against the mind, the body, the soul, and the business of God's people today, I do warfare against you in the name of Jesus. Lord, we stand here to decree that Lord, your people will rise up to fulfill the goal you set for them. That Lord, those who haven't known, doesn't know where they are going, may you show them where they will go. Some are searching to find out what you have for them. Oh Lord, place it upon their heart that they will know and follow. I pray that Lord will be a people that will lift other people to our level instead of bringing them down. I pray, oh God, give us the heart, the heart that will fight through and win the battles in the name of Jesus. Forces of darkness, we speak against you in the name of Jesus. You that attack members of the church, members of the body of Christ, may your hand be taken off from them. May this blood which we have taken, may it be a mark in the post of their home, their life, their businesses, their children, and their family. In the name of Jesus, oh Lord, we also take control and pray together with our faith together for our nation. Oh Lord, that we shall not be afraid. Even though it may not bear fruit, but today we stand in for the nation. The Lord lift up your hand. Preserve this country, preserve the citizens, preserve the people, preserve them in the name of Jesus. We pray for our leaders. I pray that Lord, you work through them. Give them the wisdom, the understanding of situations in life. Things that will work. In the name of Jesus. And we also pray for all citizens that Lord that you will help us to understand your purpose and plan for our country. Lord, so I pray for all other countries 
that are around and that are in this world, that each country will perform its purpose on earth here, that will make this world a great and happy one in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. We have come.